I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A night of Reds in the Champions League. No more holidays to Messi's hotel. And is Jude on the move? Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday, the 8th of December. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Eddie Russell. Hello everyone, welcome along to Wednesday's Ramble. Jim, Andy, good to see you both. Likewise. How are you? You alright? Yeah, good. Um, I'm a little bit disturbed because it looked like Jim was doing a sort of rock and roll dance in his chair. Did it? the theme tune. I didn't realise. I think you were just like moving. Just swiveling in, in my chair, chair. like yeah. a little boy, essentially. You've been called average today already, Jim, haven't you? Have I? Five out of ten on the cameras. <laughs> That's not quite what happened, is it? <laughs> It was it was it was declared that I look all right yeah. in terms of the camera folk. Oh God! <laughs> you look lovely. I feel undermined. Have now. you been you marked lovely. by Lakeep? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what. Last night in the Champions League, there wasn't much jeopardy on it for any of the um, English teams, shall we say? Uh, but still, some quite tasty games. Actually, there was a few interesting ones. Let's start with Leipzig beating Manchester City by two goals to one. Didn't see that result coming, Andy, especially after they sacked their manager at the weekend. No, I, I guess the difference is they had something to play for, mm. which um, Guardiola underlined in typically intense terms <laughs> at, at the end. Um, but given that it was, if, if, if you talk about the game as in like the parameters of what it actually was, um, dead rubber, empty stadium... <laughs> Them playing I Feel Good by James Brown for like <laughs> way too long after a goal, as they always do. 
you'd be thinking, oh, yeah, I can't watch this. But it was it was actually pretty watchable. Yeah. yeah. It sort of had no right to be as good as it was. No, it? exactly. It was it was because it you know, for all intents and purposes, it, it was a little bit of a dead rubber. But it was like it was pretty full blooded. It it got quite tetchy and quite tasty and mm. it was weirdly atmospheric despite there being nobody in the stadium. And at first, first ten minutes or so, it was like it was a real reminder of how far we've come out of the pandemic because it was horrible with no atmosphere. Mm. But actually, the game was really good despite itself. It does yeah. feel strange now, doesn't it, when you see these games in empty stadiums, a little bit like at the weekend we saw some in the Bundesliga as mm. well, no crowds there. And you just forget, actually, how much of a difference the fans have made, Andy. Yeah, it, it's absolutely right. And um, I, I saw recently, uh, you know, Premier League years that they did of last season already and yeah it was terrible yeah just because of of that and all the you know all the tarp over the the, the seats behind the goal and all that that sort of stuff um but I, I guess at the moment you're convincing yourself it's a one-off there'll be another one-off tonight of course there, there was there's was one at uh, Ajax as well last night um buying Barcelona tonight is going to be behind closed doors but yeah the the the, the players made their own Entertainment and none <laughs> more so, I would argue, than Kyle Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about that red card then, Jim? I mean, obviously, it's it's late on in the game. He's probably just lost his head a bit, hasn't he? Yeah. I wonder if it's a bit more existential than that, um, because <laughs> you ever sometimes like you're walking off, walking on a, along a bridge, you're like, I could just jump off this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not gonna, but like, I could. What if I? What if I make motions to do it? I like, think that do I actually have free will? You see, my, my version of that was going to, into an exam as a kid and thinking, if I don't write anything, I'd get 0%. Mm. <laughs> I've, I've never felt that with a bridge. I felt it when I've I'll gone you to like, with the top of a really tall building. <laughs> like, you know when you're on holiday and you go see the sights? Like, I've been top of oh, you the both, Eiffel Tower, you, you both feel like top this. of the, the uh, Empire State Building, and I've gone to the edge and gone, ah, oh, I could actually fall off here, or yeah. I, I could actually jump. Or yeah. fall. Well, it's Either just, or. It's, it, I'm terrified. Ter- I've actually got sweaty palms at the thought because I'm so terrified <laughs> of heights. But I have had that feeling, Jim. I know exactly what yeah. you mean. So I think Kyle Walker has gone, <laughs> I could just kick him. I could. I could just kick him. I could him. just get sent off. Yeah. Sod it. Oh, God. oh, I've done it. Oh, God. Oh, no. What was he thinking about? When's the um, When's the next game? February, middle of Feb. Maybe it's a family's birthday yeah, or maybe. something. He's like, you know, I don't fancy that. Don't game. judge everyone by <laughs> Neymar's standards. No, no. Come on. It, it must be so infuriating if you're Guardiola. And you had the same thing. In <laughs> His the, reaction um, was amazing. In, in, in the Real Madrid Inter game as well. And Nicola Barella got sent off in, in that for what can I only describe? I was describing it as the, at the time as he sort of punched Eda Militao in the leg at, when he'd fallen <laughs> over in a chat. It looked so weird. It looked like that Newcastle fan punching the horse. <laughs> and, like basically, he punched him in the leg and because he's so small, he like crawled through his legs to escape <laughs> afterwards and he's like, I want to get you. I'll Where have you gone? <laughs> it, it, but yeah, the, the, the Guardiola thing, um, yeah, my friend Archie Rintut was uh, I love Archie. Him. I love and his interviews. They're always so good. Th- they are amazing. And he did very well to keep it going after <laughs> being, you know that thing when you ask a question and they give you a really short answer and you're like, all right. It's really okay. awkward, isn't and, it? And he goes, it's a record. <laughs> he, was, he was obviously so fuming about it. That sort of, you know, normally he tries to, he does that passive aggressive, well, you know, you're going to hear the tune later, aren't you? Yeah. That I'm so happy bit. But there, he was just absolutely fixed eyes, just full of rage, wasn't absolutely he? Absolutely livid he yeah. was. He, it, yeah. he said, I'm not coming here to say what will happen in the dressing room. I mean, I, I wonder what 
what he actually said. Yeah. I'd love to know. Well, it does give him a big problem in immediately in the next round, doesn't it? Because Kyle Walker, barring injury, would definitely have started. Absolutely. And, it's a, it's, and he's a, such a potent weapon for, for lots of reasons that we've discussed before. It's su- such a weird decision from him. And it does look like a decision. There's no... It doesn't seem to be that it's clumsy. It's just like mm. he's just kicked him. It's just not, it's kicked not a, him over exactly. for no real reason. It's not a misjudged tackle, is it? Really weird. No, Unless strange. it was so misjudged that it's it appears to be something completely different. But I, I doubt that from Kyle Walker. I love, really weird. I love that we were reminded, though, of um, just how terrifying Pep Guardiola can be. Yeah. Because he is quite scary when he gets into that really angry, sort of disappoint, disappointed father kind mm. of type if you know what I mean it reminds me of like when I was a kid and my mum would say don't let me get the wooden spoon out and, I, and <laughs> I'd, sit, I'd sit there and think oh shit and, and, and sometimes she'd go, she'd go to the drawer as well and she'd reach for it just to show me she means it wow. and I'd be like alright I'll behave I promise that, I'll, I'll eat my vegetables if you got a sort of I'll eat all the sprouts. misery memoir coming out about <laughs> your know. awful childhood no because you know what I was never she beat me with a wooden spoon I was, and I then I never won a tennis <laughs> tournament and I met Sean Paul I was actually never that bad that it ever actually happened it was right. always just a warning yeah but she, my mum was quite terrifying as a child <laughs> Almost as terrifying as Pep. (laughs) We had a biology teacher who uh, threatened us with a a metal ruler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they used to have metal rulers at my school and kids did essentially stab each other like very lightly with them. (laughs) Why why were we allowed to have those? No, that's that's a good question. Yeah. Anyways, um, so that was the sending off in that match. Um, We'll come on to the other red cards last night because there was an extraordinary um, amount of red cards. Six in total, which is the joint most ever in a single day in the Champions League. But before we talk about those other red cards, let's just um, do a little recap of City's performance overall. I thought Zach Steffen was really good in goal, actually. He was, yeah. And Leipzig could have scored more goals. But it was the first start for Kevin De Bruyne, uh, first club start since uh, the beginning of November. How do you think he looked? I thought he pinged some really nice balls into the box. Yeah, there was there was a little bit of De Bruyne there, but the whole thing, like first half, I was super rusty. Well, they obviously weren't rusty. Maybe he was rusty, but I guess you've got to judge it in the the context of their overall performance because Guardiola said afterwards how it was before, sorry, how it was a training session, and um, you know Mm. they would um, you know go over there and have a bit of nice dinner. I thought, why would you say that? I mean, lots of people looked at it from the that motivates Leipzig angle. The way I looked at it. He always talks about the worst mistake of his managerial career being when he was in Germany. And he said before they played um, Augsburg, I think it was, in the league, in the first season he was there, uh, they asked him about the game. He said, for us, the league's over. And he said, when I said that, it made the players just drop a little bit of intensity. And then after that, they go on and lose the semi-final of the Champions League to Real Madrid. They don't go on and complete treble despite playing fantastic football all season. So I... I was absolutely astonished that Guardiola, knowing, mm. and he's a man who's so focused on details, that that is the worst mistake that he's ever made in mm. in his coaching career. Why he would come out and do like basically the same thing all over again? I yeah. was really, really surprised by that. Because it was a pretty experimental lineup, wasn't it? Obviously, De Bruyne's got to come back into it. He's told Kyle Walker to play like an MMA fighter for some reason. And obviously, <laughs> Jack Grealish playing as a false nine as well. He's, he's, it, this is a good opportunity to try that out while he's trying to get the best out of Grealish. But mm. it didn't quite didn't quite click, did it? But again, you know, De Bruyne's got to get back up to fitness. We saw he had a pretty good free kick. Like this, he's there, isn't he? He's just he's just warming up again. I personally, at the start of the season, 
I made a plea to every club to try a little bit harder <laughs> when they're playing against any any club who's playing in that absolutely shocking Puma kit. And I wonder <laughs> if that message has started to filter through. Well done, yeah. yeah right? I think it has. Yeah, good <laughs> shout. Um, right, let's talk about them red cards then. Um, three of them actually came in one game in Portugal. Unbelievable match this one sounded like. Atletico Madrid beat Porto by three goals to one. That result for them meant that they're actually through to the knockout stages of the Champions League. They started the day bottom of the group of death, which is the same group as I mean, how um, do they Liverpool. bloody do it? I, I don't know, but Simeone has done it yet again. But Andy, talk us through these three absolute moments of insanity in the match. The, the chronology of, of it was very entertaining. So... Atletico are 1-0 up. They've just got a grip on the game for the for the first time, having been outplayed for the first part of it. Then uh, Yannick Carrasco um, takes a swing at Otavio and um, he has to go. There's a, there's a big melee. And Porto do kind of provoke this. They hold on to the ball a bit too long, but they couldn't have imagined the the, the upshot of Carrasco like swinging a, a punch like that. It's, it's sort of as if you left out a mince pie for Santa and ended up with like 150 Christmas presents. That's that's the sort of thing it was. And then you think, okay, Porto have got themselves an in because they've got a man's advantage. They've got 25 minutes left. Three minutes later, <laughs> Atletico, and let's be clear about this, buy themselves a red card back. This is it. It's one of the best sights in football, Atletico going down to 10 men. And then <laughs> what they do after that is one of the funniest things that you will see. And it happened again. Now, Vendel, he does love a, a, a bit of nonsense, the Porto player who got sent off. He, he, he certainly did when, when he was in Germany. They'll know that, right, though. They'll have done their like homework on the pressure points mm. if you go down to 10. Yeah, yeah they've probably got a dossier, <laughs> whereas mo most have got, like, you know, here's for the goalkeeper, here's where everyone puts their penalty. Yeah, here's who get wound up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, But but Vendel is, is usually the winder rather than the windy. Oh. And uh, he, sticks his, he sticks his elbow out, goes nowhere near Cunha's face, and he properly Neymar's it. Very, very good mm -hmm. backwards fall, I thought. And you've got to have confidence in mm. yourself and exactly where you are on the pitch. Spread your to, back so you don't hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, there he went. And uh, Marchesin, the, the Porto reserve goalkeeper, went as well. But, as but, if uh, that wasn't enough. You just, you, I fancy getting involved in some of this red bonus. card action. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, what, what next, next thing's like, get the keeper sent off, get the keeper sent off. They haven't <laughs> got another one. What, what, the, the two things I particularly enjoyed is initially when Vendel put the elbow up you couldn't see it because there was a graphic on the screen it's like you're gonna have to leave the graphics off the screen because there's too much going on <laughs> and we need to be able to see all of it and there's this big melee afterwards with Diego Simeone right in the middle of it oh obviously of course he was um, I mean it's unbelievable what a result for them through to the knockout stages after starting the day bottom of the group and that's also because Milan lost to Liverpool. Liverpool actually made quite a few changes in the game, but Liverpool came out the winners by two goals to one. Milan actually took the lead at the beginning of the game, so it looked like it was all going to be really exciting. Uh, and then Liverpool just did Liverpool and managed to come back and get the victory. Um, I watched this game and I, I thought that... I thought it was really it was a really interesting match actually, but I loved some of Jurgen Klopp's quotes in this one. I think he came out with some absolute corkers. He said that the medical department would smash him if he didn't rotate before the game, and that the squad players certainly stepped up. Uh, Nat Phillips um, sent Latani Bihimovic completely the wrong way with a delicious turn in the game, didn't he, Andy? He did, and uh, Nat Phillips has been talked up so much by Jurgen Klopp recently. He's been giving a lot of love 
these mm. fringe players. He's almost mm. been building towards this selection. He has to. Saying, They're going to lose players in January uh, for the AFCON. Absolutely. And, you know, he's, he said about Origi, you know, it, it, what did he say at the weekend about it would be One nice if he had a manager. Seen, yeah, it? and it would be Called nice if legend. he had a manager who would mm. pick Play. him more <laughs> and uh, and all that, that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, uh, look, uh, that, that was that was fantastic. <laughs> uh, Ibrahimovic didn't have one of his, his, his best nights. Uh, I, I he, think, he tried I an overhead kick. I, I thought to myself, only Mope does those, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try it, son. Don't try it. Um, Klopp joked as well that Zlatan was as old as his bench, which was my favourite line of the night, Jim. Yeah, he is... Um, that mobility is starting to wane, isn't it? You can see it was Latin. I mean, he, he is superhuman, but yeah, it did look... Um, Liverpool weren't really troubled by him, were they? No. No, and w- once, once they got level... It was only going one way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 I felt anyway. Mm. An impressive win from Liverpool in the circumstances, really, like because it shows how high their motivation is to go and like they clearly really wanted to actually win and get this record. Yeah. Like they, they could have settled for a draw or just you know it's taken true. it easy, but but, but they I, went on and got it. I think we're seeing that more and more that that sort of push and pull between the need to rotate, which is greater than ever after the last year and a half that that football has had, and it will be even more important given the timing of the Qatar World Cup and, you know, the, the way the Premier League schedule is. Yeah. Uh, rest is going to be more important than ever. But the fact is, more than ever, the best players don't want to get rested. Because mm. I think if you look at that Liverpool team and then you look at the front Salah three... Salah plays every it's, game. It's, it's like, why have, one, does he? You kind of look at that. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like Harry Kane in, in the yeah. old days under Pochettino, isn't it? And you think, why have you sort of put that front three on mm. that, that team. It, it doesn't seem to, to to make any sense. It's unbelievable though. Salah's already scored 20 goals in all competitions this season. Like I mean, that Mitrovic is abs- it's, rem- <laughs> it's remarkable though, isn't it? Um, and Jim, you talk about that record, just to point out what that is in case anyone yeah. didn't know. They've won six successive Champions League games for the first time and become the first English team to win all six of their Champions League group stage matches. It's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. And considering who's in their group, that's what makes it more impressive. This was billed as the group of death coming into the Champions League and they've absolutely blitzed it. Yeah, just wiped the floor with it. And it's, I mean, it's it's an obvious thing to say after they've won every uh, every game in the group, but they've got to be the favourites at the moment, surely. They've just been absolutely fantastic. You know what? I, I think the quality is so high between the top four contenders and I would, in, I would include Bayern in that as well as City and Chelsea I think they're really hard to separate mm. and you know we were talking about it earlier weren't we Jim in, in terms of the Premier League and you were mm. saying maybe one unexpected defeat just does your challenge mm. and I, I think I think that's it you just think one little slip at any moment and it, it, it could be all over yeah, because the competition is, is is so intense between the very best teams. Yeah, um, look, Ibra, last night, I think it was maybe a bit of a reminder, as you've both said, about you know him getting on a little bit. Um, but there's been another leak from his book. Apparently, he offered to be PSG's sporting director. Maybe this could be the next stage for him. He said, I called Nasser Al-Khalafi, the president, and I suggested to him, if I do not renew my contract with Milan, I'll come to PSG and I'll restore order to your team. Apparently, NASA laughed, but he didn't actually say no. Well, you can't say no to that, can you? <laughs> the best you can do is laugh and change the subject, surely. <laughs> if he said NASA laughed nervously, yeah, maybe that would be more yeah, accurate. You can imagine yeah. it. Uh, can you imagine that? Would I really want this to happen? Can you imagine Ibrahimovic coming in to restore order. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, there's something they have in France, the sort of symbolic kickoff, where they get um, a, a sort of local celebrity or, or, or something to, to do the kickoff before the kickoff. 
Um, I think that it should be uh, a sort of symbolic appointment as sporting director. Yeah. Because as someone who supports a club who had their best ever player appointed as sporting director, the, the actual bit where they do the job is really disappointing. <laughs> the bit where they yeah. get appointed is, yes, <laughs> yeah. come on, yeah. it's amazing. But then if, if it was the day after, yeah, it didn't really happen. Yeah. That, that, that would be better. Mm. Uh, PSG also won last night. They beat Brugge by four goals to one. Um, really good goals in this one as well. Mbappe with a sensational volley. Messi's first goal as well. Uh, but a bit of bad news for Messi. Um, there are reports that he's been ordered to demolish his hotel in Spain because apparently the balconies are too big. Now, we've all had a little look at this hotel. I'm not going to lie. It wouldn't be the sort of place I'd pick to go on holiday. <laughs> it doesn't look that good, <laughs> does look it? that nice. I was expecting it to be really fancy. And when, when I heard balconies are too big, I thought, oh, they're going to be really nice, really plush. Maybe there's going to be like jacuzzis on the balcony or something. Yeah. It looks a bit rubbish. Yeah, it's like, Demolish it. Apparently it's four, four stars. Doesn't look it, does it? No. But don't hotels rate themselves these days? Isn't, yeah. isn't that the dispute with the star system? I mean, what I imagine. Or do they come though, from TripAdvisor? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. What, what I Updates imagine. live. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just have an image in my head of Cristiano Ronaldo with like a virgin cocktail on sort of the 13th floor balcony of the uh, Cristiano Ronaldo Pestana going, yeah, mate, that's the real Ballon d'Or. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Neville just shaking his head in Manchester. Going, oh, that's not how you're supposed to do it. Oh, dear. Right, that is all for us for now. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to have a look at the Champions League games to come tonight. And we're also going to talk a little bit about this fan-led review as there is some new reports on it to bring you from yesterday. We'll do that after this. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tarkovsky stayed forward to head it back, headed out by White, headed back by Tarkovsky. Like head tennis at the minute. Head tennis at the minute. 
<laughs> Love a bit of Neil Lennon. Uh, welcome back to the Football Ramble. It is Wednesday. Jules, Jim and Andy here. And it's Wednesday, meaning it's time for Pep Talks. We are so, so happy. We're so happy. Hmm. We are so happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy. Really. We are so happy. <laughs> Sit down. Nobody talk. Sit down. A hundred percent what happened with Carl Walker yeah. yesterday. It's it? probably still going on. <laughs> uh, don't forget, you can send in your email, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Pep Talks is a chance for you to get your problems solved. What have we got today, Jim? Today, Seb has been in touch and he's saying, I'm writing to you in a desperate plea for help. Since the beginning of December, the residents of one of the apartments across the street from mine have played loud, unrelentingly dramatic, power soprano heavy opera music every night from 12 to 6.30am. In any other situation, I'd leave a passive-aggressive note in the offending party's mailbox and call it a day. Unfortunately, it's impossible to tell which apartment the music is coming from because the building is a block long and four stories high. Oh. Seriously, this music is so fucking loud and I've reached my wit's end. Earplugs, headphones, pillows, nothing I've tried effectively blocks out the noise and I'm starting to lose hair way faster than usual. I'm ready to take drastic action. Any and all thoughts slash advice appreciated. You've got to make a noise complaint at this point, right? To make it some, make it the council's problem to determine where the noise is coming yeah. from, surely. I was going to say, normally we come up with some joke answers, but I think this is actually a genuinely serious problem. Yeah. I'd go to the police. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's mad. Although the, the fear is, this sounds a bit Sopranos, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds it a bit like you might be messing with some quite yeah. hard people who might be testing you. What, because of the operatic yes. level of the music? I would say Fight Fire with Fire. There's a theme tune that I think that sort of soft, loud dynamic really works. Pretty much like, you know, that's why Nirvana was so successful, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> um, I think play the theme tune to Pep Talks on a loop <laughs> very loudly out of your window at different hours, maybe starting at 6.30am. Yeah. See how they like it. When they go to bed, you start blasting them with your own music. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about timing. It's an interesting choice of music as well, it isn't is, it? It is, yeah. It makes me wonder. Who's having like Who a, a six-and-a-half-hour yeah. opera party at night? Evanescence? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, let us know how this goes, Seb. Yeah. I'm so intrigued. I would, I would, I'd actually take this... To the authorities, yeah, I'd go, I'd go, I'd go for it. Grass, yeah, be a grass, be a grass. Are you, are, are you trying to finish this feature by giving a serious answer? Yeah, I'm sorry, just, yeah. I know. You guys? Sorry, Jim, what's happened to us? I don't know. <laughs> go on, Andy. What else we got? Is, is, is it like the bit where uh, it, it talks about the sort of accelerated boldness? Is this is serious? <laughs> <laughs> We've got to deal with this. <laughs> you start. I don't know. Start posting your hair through everyone's letterboxes. So, Look what you're doing to me. It's too big. Don't it? it's too much. I uh, post a shit through the letterbox. <laughs> All that, all that. <laughs> <laughs> Easier to make. So, oh, it depends how many you have a day. It might take a while. Again, enough with the serious answers. Yeah. Um, we, we've got one from Chris here, emailing in from Sunny Inverness with an urgent question. Don't believe that. I heard, <laughs> I heard about the Spurs fan who travelled all the way from Dallas only to rock up to Turf Moor and find an impenetrable layer of snow. Yeah, there were two of them, weren't mm. there? I'm all, I was also a victim in all of this. The day before, I caught five different modes of transport to get down to the game from Inverness and catch one of the very few northernish games I could get tickets for. The thing is, unlike my American rival, I haven't got Harry Kane piping up offering <laughs> to host me next time I'm down in London. So I need to find a Spurs player I can target for another gesture of kindness. Who would you suggest I go after for some free tickets? <laughs> 
it did. This did really make me laugh when I read this because um, it's so true. There would have been loads of other people in the same boat that had yeah. travelled for ages or had had these tickets specially bought for a, you know a special occasion or whatever it might be. They didn't get a free offer for the next game, Exa- did they? Exactly. And I think we have to point out that it's bloody difficult to get to Burnley, even if you're coming from London, <laughs> yeah. for all those Spurs fans. You're not getting there and back in a day unless you take the club coach. Yeah, they should, they should really lay that on for someone. I, to answer his question, everyone likes England players now, right? The John Terry days are long, long mm. gone. So everyone's like, everyone wants to be part of the, like, the Feel Good England crew. I reckon target Eric Dyer because he will he'll want to get back in that squad. He'll want to be like, look, I'm I'm a cool and nice as well. Yeah. I'll jump about in a swimming pool on a unicorn. <laughs> Come on. I was thinking the same thing, but from a slightly different angle. Like target one of the bench players I was who want to who want to raise their profile in front of the new coach. I reckon Harry Winks is you one. Yeah. Is, or, he, is he on Twitter? I yeah, probably. Yeah. He's definitely on Instagram. Right, okay. I would say go for a player who's like not getting in the team much. Um, because their family probably don't fancy going because they're not going to see them play. <laughs> so they'll have some spares. They'll have some spares going, won't they? Are you thinking Gio Lo Celso or yeah. so, so, someone like that? Yeah. Well, just anyone who's just not really getting in at the moment. Well, even players whose families do go to all the games, they're not necessarily going to Burnley away at midday on, you know, or now midweek. It'll yeah, exactly. be more sort of reorganised, won't it? So. Yeah. There you go. Hopefully that go, helps. Go guys. for those complimentaries. <laughs> yeah. I think we've answered both of those quite seriously. I think today. we have. Yeah. Oh, what's wrong with us? We're getting too serious. Right. If you've got any more questions or anything you'd like us to solve for you, then it doesn't matter what it is, however bizarre, send them in. We'll get them to you every single Wednesday. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Um, right. From actual serious answers to that, we're actually going to talk about something a bit more serious now because I think it needs to be done. Um, we're yet to talk about this fan-led review, which is being chaired by Tracy Crouch. Um Now, the review was announced back in April this year. It was all after the European Super League um, debacle happened. And what she's trying to do is she's looking into how she can improve governance, ownership and financial stability within the football pyramid. It's something that's really important and something that certainly needs to be done. Now, this um, review was published a few weeks ago, so there's been quite a lot of talk about it, but we haven't had the chance to really get into it. And there was um, a committee meeting yesterday and Tracy Crouch, who chaired it, was speaking in front of the committee about the findings. And there's a couple of things that she's pointed out. The primary recommendation really is that there needs to be an independent regulator for English football. And the second thing is that she believes there should be taxes on transfers in the Premier League. What are your thoughts on this, guys? Let's start off with you, Andy. I think an independent regulator is an absolute must. And um, the thing that Christian Perslow was saying recently about um, it killing the golden goose, I mean, it's very telling, isn't it? Yeah, I I think you look at the the level of clubs. I mean, the main ones, maybe I'm I'm missing something here, but the the main um, executives that I I remember criticising this or I've seen criticising this are Christian Perslow and uh, Angus Kinnear at, at Leeds. And you always find, I think, the ones, the clubs that are most keen to keep the status quo, who don't want to give away anything, are those mid-level clubs who, you know, justify their existence through mm. through the Premier League money. And like this idea, this extremely patronising idea of fans just don't get it. They don't get any part of the business stuff. You know, we're not normal people. We're um, financial geniuses sent by God to run this game. It's just outrageous. Mm. I, I just I just find it so obnoxious. And we've seen with 
fan-led projects like all over the UK that in every supporter base, there are people with ideas, with um, varied talents, people from loads of different work backgrounds, and more importantly, with the best interests of their club and the game at heart. People who understand that as supporters, there are more things that unite us than divide us, and that it is possible to work together. Rather than this sort of divide and conquer attitude that I feel is fostered sometimes. You know, like when you get, um, I, I, I don't know, an, um, a Manchester City fan going, oh, I got um, charged 62 quid for an away ticket at Arsenal the other day. Mm. And then you'll get an Arsenal fan going, don't criticise my club. Mm. That can't be right, fostering that attitude. And I feel that's what the atmosphere around the top of the game does sometimes. We should be working together to get the best for us as, as, as supporters. And, you know, you have um, Fair Game, for example, the organisation that's getting loads of clubs together and they've got loads of um, football league clubs involved already to to try and do something to make the game more equitable and to, to, to get fans to, to work together. I think that there are clubs, and we can see that from what one, some of their executives are saying, who don't want that. Yeah, she said that she's optimistic, though, that an independent regulator could be appointed as soon as the 2023-2024 season, which we're only a couple of years away from now. We know how quickly that time will go. Mm. But she did admit that she expects that there will be a lot of Premier League clubs pushing back on this. And, yeah. and you know... it. They'll they'll back hard on any regulator that would be backed by legislation. What are your thoughts, James? I think she's played a blinder on that because this was always going to happen, wasn't it? There was always going to be pushback and she's essentially been so prepared for it. I mean, as as Annie's touched on, Christian Perslow said there was a danger of killing the golden goose. I think his exact quote was, it, <laughs> danger here is killing the golden goose if we over-regulate a highly successful financial and commercial operation. And essentially, he is... He's just looking at the top end, isn't he? He's looking at the Premier League. I'm just He's... giggling because I did have to ask the boys what killing the golden goose actually meant. Um, I'm really rubbish when it comes to these expressions. Uh... We, we did explain it to, to Jules' listeners without actually killing any geese. Yeah, we've, we've got to underline. I that. explained it by saying it was like killing a cash cow, which just moved the problem like, along. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Because they are arguing to just maintain the status quo, keep the rich rich and, you know, who cares about everyone else down the bottom, which I imagine Tracy Crouch gets a lot of at work as well, um, given her party. But the the key thing that she's making the point of is that it's it's not a government regula regulator, it's an independent regulator. Yeah. And that is, I think that's part of what complicates it, isn't it? Because the Premier League are going to go, well, how are you going to decide who this regulator is? How, how are you going to make up the, mm. uh, the, 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 the team that does that? But I think a, a Leeds chief executive, like not seeing how this could benefit football is is insane to mm. me. If you look at what happened to them, like they are the example yes, of what happens exactly. when something like this isn't in place. They are the yeah. example of why this is needed. Mm. And it, it's astonishing to me. It's not surprising, but I think she's doing a fantastic job of just being ready with these arguments and being yeah. ready with these um, to come back from these criticisms. Absolutely. And um, the other proposal is a transfer tax, as I mentioned, which could see as much as 10% taxed on all Premier League deals with the money redistributed down the pyramid. Well, this a, is, this is me, the problem for them, isn't it? That, yeah. that to me sounds like a, a great deal because like 10%, I don't think is a huge thing for those clubs, but it could make an enormous difference to, to, to the clubs further down. Mm. It could. I think when you're looking at transfer fees going up, though, the top clubs will be looking at like the Jack Grealish style transfer. Mm -hmm. That that adds a fair whack on that. I, I wonder if 
she's deliberately gone in quite high. So it's yes. to negotiate yeah. So that if there's, yeah, of course. Well, that's how all good business deals are done, isn't good, it? Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah. 100%. Um, it's also worth pointing out that those aren't the only two things. There are lots of other proposals within this fan-led review, including consulting fans on decisions, preserve, preserving club heritage, equality and diversity within clubs and governance, and also more being done to protect players who leave the game once their careers are over or if they're ended shortly due to injury or whatever it might be. So... Um, look, it's a it's a really important thing, and we will continue to discuss this because this will continue to yeah. gather pace as the time goes on. So we'll keep bringing you our opinions on this, and um, feel free to share yours as well. You know how to get in touch with us. Show at footballramble.com. Um, more football to come tonight, though. So. Champions League games, um, more to look forward to. We've got Zenit taking on Chelsea. That one's an early kickoff because it's away from home. Um, Chelsea and Man United are guaranteed to progress. They're already through, but Chelsea aren't actually sure of a top spot yet, Andy. They'll need to beat Zenit. And even if they win by one goal, Juve would need to win by more than eight against Malmo. Yeah, I'm co-commentating on this. And it's funny, actually, because... Are you uh, off it, tube for this? You say you're in a room somewhere? Uh, yes. Giving away the secrets no, of we're, how we're, co-commentary we're actually, works. You're not going no, out no, to we're, Russia. We're actually doing this ramble from St. Petersburg, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Lovely view of the, uh, of the lake uh, from, from the Gazprom Arena. I, I just think it is easy to overlook that. The, the fact that Chelsea... They're going to need to win because there's no way Juventus aren't beating Malmo. Malmo won the Swedish title at the weekend. And if you saw the party, I'm interested to see what sort of shape they're going to turn up in. And given that there's a class gap anyway. Um, yeah. And Zenit were pretty good, I thought, at Stamford Bridge. They're perennially underwhelming in the Champions League, but they should have got a draw in that first game. Artem Zubia um, missed an absolute sitter. So Chelsea do have to go and win this. Then again, you had Thomas Tuchel talking a lot in the last week about the schedule and mm. the schedule being what it is. I wouldn't criticise him for that. I think he's absolutely right. Everyone's in the in, in the same boat. But how much does he rotate? It's like the question before mm. Liverpool last night. Now, now you do, th- yeah, I agree, and you do think that you know any team that Chelsea put out should be able to win this game. But in a season where I think finishing top of your Champions League group really matters, because generally there's quite a gap between the first and the second teams in, in, in terms of quality. That's the way it's panning out. Um, yeah, yeah, I think Chelsea need to go and win this. And it's easy to forget because they were so good against Juventus that they do still have a little bit of work to do. Yeah, they've been brought down to earth ever so slightly in the last couple of weeks, haven't yeah. they, Jim? With a couple of, I wouldn't say poor, but not By their own standards, though, definitely. Like yeah. a, bit, a bit flat, a bit underwhelming. And a little bit in the midfield as well. Well, you know? the, the sort of, they seem to be, as each day goes by, they the midfield collapses a little bit more. It's Kovacic isn't available now. Kovacic, Kante and Jorginho all, all unavailable. Like that's, that's going to cause anyone problems. I know they've got mm-hmm. the depth with you know, Loftus-Cheek and maybe Ross Barkley can come in. There are players that, that can, there are bodies certainly. But There's a drop-off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There is a drop-off and this isn't the sort of game where you need that because it is a tricky one. There is something riding on it. Although, you know, um, well, I guess, you know, if they if they don't win it, it could be a bit of a problem for them, as, as you say. So it's it can be a real test of Tuchel's ability to to tinker and, and, and you know, kind of patch together a functioning team. I, I loved all a the tease. A test of Tuchel's ability to tinker. tinker. You, you carried that yeah. off brilliantly. <laughs> you did that. You smashed that, mate. You absolutely nailed that. Um, Barcelona against Bayern. This is huge for Barcelona. They lost their first match under Javi at the weekend, Andy. This one is going to be behind closed doors because it's in in Germany, isn't it, this one? Yeah, um, well, yeah there are only certain parts of Germany that are behind closed doors, but Bavaria is one so of them. So this is 
very similar circumstances to the eight two, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. So that's I like, suppose do you think they'll get in their heads a little bit, like the lack of fans? Like, Are you going to be texting Javi after this? <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to freak you out, but... <laughs> I do not have Javi's number. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to think, though, that Barcelona could be in the Europa League. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's really. I'm kind of hoping for it because it I be cover fun. the Europa League for BT, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm going to be at the West Ham game tomorrow. And you know, you're saying Barcelona is more fun than West Ham. Uh, well, we're just excited to see who West Ham could potentially West be drawn. Ham versus Barcelona. Can you imagine that? David yeah. Moyes, yeah. David Moyes sticking the boot the into Barca. Camp. It and, and, would be West, amazing. West Ham very capable of beating them at, as, at the moment. Well, you'd say this, so, yeah. This season. So, but um, will they be, Andy, or do you think that they'll manage to somehow get something? out of this game the, the only the only way that they get through is if Benfica balls it up and there's a lot of pressure on Jorge Jesus at, at Benfica at the moment that's the other side of it because they lost the Lisbon derby at, at the weekend as well so um, basically if Benfica win they're going through because there's, there's no way whatever team Bayern <laughs> put out there is no way Barcelona are winning there yeah Okay, right, that is all for us today. Uh, thank you for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Andy is somehow going to get from here to Russia and then back tomorrow to do another Football Ramble. It's just, I mean, you're, a, you're an absolute ledge. How are you doing it? Get me an upgrade. Get me an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy's back tomorrow. He's going to be here with Pete and Marcus to go over all of last night's Champions League games and to look forward to what's coming up in the Europa League as well. Jim, good to see you as always, mate. And thanks to you guys for listening. See you later. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.